This is episode number 299, Break Free of Your Fear of Rejection with Sylvie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, last night we had the juiciest group coaching call on love, intimacy, and sex. You can still go grab the recording if you go to either christinehasler.com slash group, or if it's not still there, you can go to christinehasler.com slash group dash coaching dash replays. And that's where actually all the group coaching replays are. And you can grab any of those for $20. And we did this call on love, sex, and intimacy because we are gearing up for our relationship course, which is going to be taught live June 11th through 13th. However, you don't have to join us live. You can come live you can come for parts of it live, but you, no matter what, you're going to have the course for six months to go through. And I know for a lot of you couples, especially if you have kids, blocking off a whole weekend is hard. So get the course and then maybe block off an hour a week to work on it. And what's surprising to me is we've had an equal amount of single people who want to learn relationship strategies and rule in the course as couples. And so I want to speak to those of you in partnership right now, because this confirms why we're doing this retreat, which is once people get in relationships, they get lazy, especially when they have kids and busy jobs. They take the relationship for granted They go into, you know, coexisting friends, maybe have sex once a week, if that, but there's not a lot of passion. There's not a lot of polarity. There's not a lot of rediscovering the person. And you're just kind of in this like day-to-day, I don't want to call it a rut, but that's in a lot of ways what it is, even if it seems great. So I'm speaking directly to those of you in relationship. You invest in your own self-care, your own self-growth. Maybe you exercise, you do things for yourself, but actually how much are you doing for the relationship? And just going on a date night once a week isn't enough. It isn't enough. Learning new skills, new tools to take your communication, your intimacy, your sex life, your spiritual practice together to the next level is how a relationship, especially a monogamous relationship, continues to thrive. That's the key to a relationship going the distance and actually being fulfilling and thriving is putting intention into it, putting newness into it. This relationship course can bring novelty into your relationship. So go to christinehassler.com slash relationship course now. It doesn't matter if you can't join us live. We're going to do a group call in July where people that didn't make it live can come and ask their questions then. But really, it doesn't matter. You're going to get just as much benefit joining live or watching the recording. I promise. So often we learn more from watching other people be coached than having ourselves be coached. And only a you know a small fraction of the course is us coaching people. We're going to be teaching processes. We're going to be taking you through experiential exercises and so much more. You know, Steph and I, even before we got together, really studied so much about relationships, polarity, sex, tantra, sacred union, consciousness, the inner child wounding that shows up in relationships, so on and so forth. And when we got into the relationship, 
I've shared this publicly. I think we were a little spiritually arrogant. We thought, oh my gosh, we've done so much work. Like we're not going to have issues. And then, wow, did the issues show up? And we really, it was sink or swim for us for, you know, about two months, the fourth and fifth month we were together. It was very intense. And we committed then that we would always, always, always have resources, coaches, teachers in our life to help us continue to have our relationship thrive. And that is why we are so happy today. And that is why being in this relationship has made me the happiest that I've ever been really in my entire life. Because when you're in a healthy, aligned relationship, it's like radical permission to be your most authentic self. So many parts of me are free now to be seen, to be expressed now that I'm in this beautiful container of this relationship. And yes, a big part of it is Steph, but a big part of it is me and the walls I've been willing to take down around my heart to have this kind of sacred union and intimacy. So we are going to be sharing all our best tips and and tricks. I don't like to say tricks, but you know what I mean? All our best strategies to take your relationship to the next level and have it be something that just improves all aspects of your life. So again, go to christinehaster.com slash relationship course. All right. So I have a great episode for you today with Sylvie, who is like so many of you. She's done the work. She's read the books. She's gone to the counseling. She's done the anger release. She's talked to her inner child. And she still has these speed bumps or these blocks that she feels including the fear of rejection and lack of confidence. And she wants to know, how do I get over them? And my answer to her was, you don't. So have a listen. I think you'll find this episode very reassuring. And as always, be sure to listen to my breakdown after the show. As you are listening, consider, have you done all the work, but feel like things just are not changing? Do you freeze or just feel bolted down when it comes to putting yourself out there, making a request selling your business? Did you grow up in a home where you weren't really nurtured and loved, especially when you made mistakes? And finally, do you have a very critical judgmental voice inside your head? And when you do quote unquote fail in any way or make a mistake, experience a lot of shame and guilt. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Sylvie. Before we dive into the call, I want to speak to those of you who may feel like your roadblock or your block in life is love. Maybe you're dealing with a heartbreak. Maybe you're having trouble calling love in. Maybe you want better tools in your relationship. Well, I have a new course on the Himalaya learning platform called Your Heart, Your Life, and it's available now. And I go through all the different phases of love, heartbreak, calling in love, how to have more love in your relationship. And it's available exclusively on the Himalaya learning platform, which is an audio platform that provides an extensive library of courses straight to your ears from the world's greatest minds like Malcolm Gladwell, Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin, Linda Hill, and so many more. I have a special offer for you where you can listen to my course, or you don't have to, maybe you get enough of me and you'd like to try out some other people. You can get a 14-day free trial using promo code HEART when you check out at Himalaya.com slash HEART. That's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A.com slash HEART. Again, get instant access to all kinds of incredible audio courses, They're easy to listen to, totally digestible, 14-day free trial, himalaya.com slash heart. Use the promo code heart. 
All right, everyone. And now on to my episode with Sylvie. Sylvie, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me. I truly, truly appreciate it. Mm. I'm a huge fan. So even being part of this community is a great experience for me. So Mm. thank you. I love being part of this community too. It's amazing. Thank you for being here. It truly is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my question, over the past few years, I have really been focused on personal development really focusing on somatic experiences to heal a lot of the chaotic and traumatic childhood that I had. And my question is really focused around the fear of rejection, lack of self-worth, which also embodies self-love and confidence and trust in my own decisions. I have a very critical voice of myself Mm. and Over the past few years, I've really found many of the root causes of where they come from, or at least the experiences that happened to me as a child that made me the way I am today. And I'm so proud of everything I've done. I'm such a different person than I was a few years ago. And I've created so many beautiful practices and awareness grounding. I've been regulating my nervous system. I talk to my inner child all the time. Mm. I do anger release. And it's very much like a daily practice for me. And it's so beautiful and been very healing. However, I feel like I'm just on the cusp of this big breakthrough that will allow me to get to the other side. However, I'm just kind of like teetering on this speed hump and I just can't quite seem to get Mm. over it. The other side of what? The other side of the fear of rejection and accepting myself, loving myself, Mm -hmm. having that confidence that I so deeply crave. And I feel very stuck and paralyzed at times. Yeah. And I just can't reach my full potential because these things are just holding me back. Yeah. Well, and I can hear the tears coming, so just let them come because it's, it's one, it's exhausting to feel as if we're not living into our potential, especially after you've done so much work. And two, it does bring up a lot of emotion to feel like we are not living the way we want to live. And that we're still sort of a victim of our own mind and our own patterns. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And so just let those tears come. And I want to tell you that I have been, I've been in therapy since I was 11. I've been in the personal development spiritual world for 20 years. I do this work every day. This is my job. I have coaches. I have healers. I've done plant medicine. I've done past life regression. You name it, I've done it. And there's still stuff that I'm not over. There's still stuff that comes up. There's still things that I could call as a speed bump. But what I've realized is that in this human experience, we sort of all have stuff. We all have our stuff that may not ever go away. We just relate to it differently. And there's sort of this expectation in the personal development world. And, you know, one of my latest missions is to bust a lot of the myths in personal development, because I think that it actually 
the self-help world actually hurts some people because there is this expectation that you can be free of anything and live a life 100% of self-love. And maybe some people get there. Maybe some people do. But I know really no one except for an enlightened master that I once met who no longer is on the physical planet who lived there 100%. So I think, my love, you're up against some massive expectations that maybe not realistic of you. Mm -hmm. And so it just constantly reinforces this like... I'm not enough and I'm not doing enough and I'm not confident enough and I'm not successful enough. Like what if the rest of your life you fear rejection? Maybe it's not as intense. It doesn't paralyze you to the degree that it used to, but Mm. who likes being rejected? Even if we can go, okay, but if we look at it from a spiritual perspective, we're never really rejected. It's God's protection. Yes. From a spiritual point of view, we can see that, but on the human level, it freaking sucks to get rejected. Like no one with an ego and every human has an ego. No one with an ego is going to be like, oh, I got rejected, whatever. Like, especially empaths, which it feels like you are. We just feel things so deeply. So what if the speed, the only speed bump, it wasn't getting over these things. It was actually just relating to them differently and accepting Mm. a fear of rejection, some self-consciousness, might just be things that you deal with and work with and you're just going to start loving them and relating to them differently. Can you feel how much pressure that takes off of you? Totally. I mean, I put so much pressure on myself with everything and I think I'm getting better at it, but it just hearing that it's funny because I've so many things in my life have come up where I'm like, well, it's just the way I relate to it. Then I'm like, that's what I need to change. So that really resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you have this critical voice, I'm guessing there was, you know, chaos at home and probably not a lot of loving, nurturing support. And so you probably didn't really have a good model of someone going, it's okay, Sylvie. Like I love you no matter what. Oh, you messed up. That's okay. What'd you learn? Let's talk about it. You need to cry. Come here. I'll give you a hug. I have a feeling there wasn't a lot of that in your childhood. Am I right? Not at all. That was not the case whatsoever. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And so you still got a little bit, I hear you, you're doing so much amazing work with talking to your inner child and the self-love. Like I really feel the work you're doing. And you still have the way you are parented encoded in your own approach to parenting yourself. It's still there. Yeah, And so the bigger thing to break through from my perspective is not this fear of rejection or not this lack of confidence, but your, your own self-parenting style and Mm. really moving from that. I got to push myself. I got to be hard on myself to change. And let's face it, the pressure you put on yourself and the expectations have served a purpose. They've gotten you into a lot of self-development I mean, not everybody is geared up to do anger work. Like, you, you know, you've, it's been a great driver in terms of getting you to where you are. But like you said, you're on the verge of a breakthrough. And the things that have gotten you to where you are now have expired. Now mm. it's like a different approach. And the approach is to stop looking at what you need to fix and heal and more accepting, all right, there's some things about me that just are. Like I know for me, And I'm open to it changing, but I have completely accepted that I worry. 
and that I have OCD mm-hmm. tendencies and that I can go for, or I can imagine a worst case scenario in a second. Even my husband last night, I had, um, my eyes are bothering me. They're like dry and there's bothering me. And he said, why is this, why are you so worried? I'm like, I think I'm going to go blind. And he says, Christine, <laughs> you don't have to go. Not everything always turns out to be the worst. And I'm like, you're right. And we can laugh about mm-hmm. it now. And part of what I do is I just speak it out instead of trying to stop myself from going there. I'm going to go there. My brain just goes there. Again, I'm open to it shifting, but for whatever reason, that's where my brain goes. If I judge it, if I make it wrong, if I shame myself, if I read 20 books on OCD to try to fix it, I'm just reinforcing that I have a problem. But if Mm -hmm. I learn some things, learn some strategies, maybe read one book, open to it shifting, but just relate to it differently, then it doesn't have as big of a grip on me. Yeah. So let's use an example from your life. Either pick something that you feel like fear of rejection is in your way or lack of confidence is in your way. Like what's the current issue you're really struggling with that you feel like these things are haunting you? I would say right now I'm starting my own business and it's like all ready to go. But when it comes time for me to like put myself out there and talk to people and reach out, I'm like bolted to the ground. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Super common. Super, super, super common. You know, part of what I want to say for everybody listening and you is so many people that are like big, big out there in the world seem to have no fear. Often part of what drives those people is they have some narcissistic tendencies. I'm not calling every big guru or, you know, leader or famous person narcissistic at all, but oftentimes they have those tendencies where it's like there is no self-consciousness because there's so much, Mm -hmm. there's, there's just another way they relate to the world. Most empathic people and highly sensitive people have such a hard time putting themselves out in the world because not only are we dealing with the sensitivity, but just to get a little like woo-woo, most of us that come in as empaths and highly sensitive people have a lot of past life stuff with burned at the stake, beheaded, basically killed for Mm -hmm. our beliefs. So many people that I would call light workers have that karmic lineage. Because this Mm -hmm. time we're coming into the world to speak our truth and we don't have to be killed for it in this lifetime. So know that you're up against not just your own childhood. This is a collective thing that so many people experience when it comes to putting themselves out there. So no wonder it's been hard for you to overcome because you're tapping into a collective fear. Does that make sense? For sure. I, uh, you know, doing a lot of my own like somatic experiences and diving into my body versus my mind. I feel like I've opened this giant mystic hole of, I get these downloads and I'm so in tune and like, I see the world so differently now. So it, it makes sense to me that it's more of a collective and past life versus just what it is right now currently. Right. right. So let's talk about how to work with it. So what would be an example? Posting something, writing a blog, what would be an example of something that you're working on now? Um, putting it out on Instagram, talking about it with people I know and getting them as clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kind of thing. Okay. So- 
this is how I would suggest working with it. Number one, it's going to come up. Like before, let's say you post something or when someone asks you, what do you do? Or when someone says, I'd love to work with you, how much do you charge? Any of those triggers. So just know and accept and don't be surprised by the fact that at first you're probably going to retract. At first Mm. you're going to have that (gasps) freeze bolted to the ground. So expect it, expect it and just go, all right, there it is. There it is. I love and accept this part of me that's trying Mm -hmm. to protect me and just, just love and accept that part of you that's trying to protect you. And then just simply ask, what does this part of me need to know? And it could be something as simple as that was then, this is now, I'm not going to die. I can take a baby step. If I post something and I get a lot of negative comments, I can take it down. Not that that would happen, but like, let yourself go to worst case scenario and like talk it out with yourself because often what helps us out of that freeze pattern is to just actually play out the worst case scenario and go, all right, like I could live through that. Like that's not Mm. so bad. So what would be the worst thing that would happen if you ask somebody to be your client or basically pitch yourself to somebody for, for, is it for coaching? I'm a personal chef. Perfect. So getting it. Yeah. Amazing. So having a conversation with someone, um, to be a client for, for your chef work, what's the worst thing that could happen? They say no, which <laughs> isn't really the end of the world, but that's it. <laughs> well, it's only the end of the world because then we're to your rejection issues, right? Mm. You're to that, that fear of rejection. And so it's like, all right, well then my fear of rejection will be activated. And then what do I do? I love myself. I work on my new parenting strategies. It's another opportunity Mm -hmm. to learn to love myself. I must have needed that no because my higher self wants to give me practice for how to parent myself better. Definitely. The word uh, practice totally resonates with me because I think I've been practicing so many things but practicing reparenting is something that hasn't really crossed my mind in that sense. Right. And probably, you know, when you failed or something didn't go well or whatever, it wasn't a really loving, supportive reaction from your parents. They just made it worse. You know, you had something that happened that was shameful or whatever. You felt like you made a mistake. And then instead of being comforted, they just sort of pour salt into the wound. So This is, again, why I think these experiencers are coming forward. You know, we keep getting, quote unquote, negative or undesirable experiences, not because we're being tested, not because the universe wants to punish us, but because our soul is always seeking to evolve and it's looking Mm -hmm. for a new way to respond to the circumstances. You know, circumstances don't just stop happening when we have an awareness. We have an awareness. We know why we're drawing certain things to us. We work through it. And then often the same thing comes because we actually need practice integrating it. So for you, you know, being a private chef is such a nurturing, loving job. You know, feeding people is so intimate and so nurturing. And I'm sure there's a part of you that was drawn to that because of the culinary experience. But another part of you was drawn to that because you never felt safe and nurtured at home. 
And, you know, so much our passion, you know, the original definition of the word passion is suffering. And we evolve what we've suffered with into our purpose and our dharma. And how beautiful mm. is it, Sylvie, that you want to do something that nourishes people because food can be very comforting. There's something about it that's beyond the senses in terms of taste. It's like that physical sense of safety. And by you choosing this, you know, if we think about food, it goes to our solar plexus, right? Our digestion area. And that's also the center where we feel our sense of self and our most safety. So I think it would also be helpful for you to connect to like the bigger why and the bigger purpose Mm. of why you're doing this because what you need to do for yourself right now, make yourself feel safe and soothed and accepted and nurtured and calmed is the same thing you're willing to provide to other people. And if you can really tap into that and be able to communicate, you know, whether you're cooking for a restaurant or individual or whatever, like, yes, I make food, but I infuse it with so much love and so much nourishment and you'll feel it when you eat it. You know, that adds Mm. a whole nother level to what's happening. And so when you think about posting something on Instagram or talking about what you do, I want you to see it as bigger than just cooking. I want you to see it as this is the way I give people that third chakra (laughs) replenishment and nourishment. And this is an extension of the parenting and love that I'm giving myself. And when you have that bigger why in mind, in addition to just working with the basic acceptance, working with the worst case scenario and just letting yourself have these reactions instead of being so scared of them, I think that those, the combination of those two things are really going to help. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. I feel like in a sense, I need to like feed myself. (laughs) Exactly. Well said. Well said. And just remember that, that freeze response, that bolted down response, it's a trauma response. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And so Mm. just know right then and there in that freeze response, you're in your survival brain. And when you're in survival brain, all, you know, creative thinking, forward thinking, mission-based thinking, all those things go out the window. We're basically just in what do I need to do to survive? So that's why I'm saying it's so important when you notice that freeze to regulate yourself with your words, with your breath, with movement, anything to do to get you out of the freeze. Notice I'm saying, I'm not saying just push through it and post anyway. I'm saying first and foremost, accept it and then do something for your nervous system to get you out of the freeze, then connect to your mission, then take the action. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I think the accepting part is uh, probably like one of the hardest parts for me. Mm -hmm. Well, often we think that if we accept it, then things won't change. (laughs) Yeah. And what I'm saying is actually acceptance leads to the most transformation. Definitely. I think um, there's probably a lot of shame and guilt behind it. So I kind of skip the acceptance, go through to the pushing and then try and do my grounding and regulating, but it doesn't really work because I missed step one. (laughs) Exactly. It's hard to ground and regulate when you're in the vibration of judgment. 
and shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Mm. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So just remember like in your brain and what gets triggered from childhood is, uh uh-oh, like I did something. Now I'm being judged. Now I'm being criticized. I just need to like, I can't move. And so that regulation and reparenting of just the acceptance of being seen, of being heard, of like letting it be okay that you're having this response. Mm. Like just letting it be okay and loving yourself through it. If you can really bring your awareness to that and know that this is why these things keep happening (laughs) because it's wanting to get you out of that freeze, then judge, freeze, judge, shame, freeze, judge, shame. Totally. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing to cook? Probably anything that's Asian, just because Mm. my dad is half Japanese, half Malaysian. So it brings all of the good and loving feelings to me. I love that. And do you cook for yourself? I do. I have my whole life. And that's the funny part is like in my mind, I know I'm really good at what I do. Just putting it out there, I'm like, well, I must be crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it's less about putting it out there and more about sharing your gifts with the world. Mm. Putting it out there feels like a lot of pressure. And it feels like, all right, I'm just going to put it out there and see if anyone picks it up. Mm. But sharing my gifts with the world, just that word sharing already implies there's an interaction. Yeah, that's a beautiful reframing in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate that. Has this helped? Do you feel like you have a different way to relate to some of this and move forward? Definitely. I think these are all things I kind of knew already, but framing it and relating to it in a different way is the huge factor in all of it. Yeah. And if you, for the rest of your life, always had a bit of a fear of rejection and always had some insecurity, could that be okay? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I can can. live my life with that. (laughs) You absolutely can because it doesn't have to run your life. It just comes up Mm. and you learn how to relate to it. You learn how to deal with it. You learn how to love it. You learn how to accept it. That's really what self-love is. Everybody thinks self-love is getting to this place where I never judge myself and I don't have any issues. And that is not self-love. Self-love is radical self-acceptance. That's definitely the next step. Thank you. So thank you, Sylvie, for being a representation of, I think, so many listeners. I bet so many of you could relate to Sylvie in the sense of, oh my gosh, I've done all this work and this certain things just aren't changing. And what do I do to make them change? And the essence of this episode and the message I really want to get across to you today is that sometimes the change is being totally okay of them not changing. Any of you that are familiar with the EFT therapy, which is the the tapping technique, 
you'll know that the first sentence often used in tapping, let's say if you're tapping to get rid of anxiety, the first sentence that you often use when you tap on that karate chop point is, even though I have all this anxiety, I love and accept myself completely, or I completely love and accept myself. That's it, everybody. (laughs) That's it. And this is where I get so frustrated with the self-help personal development industry is that it's all about change, 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 change. And anything that's wrong, change it. Where's the unconditional love? Where's the acceptance of our humanity? As I shared personally in the episode, I have done a lot of work and there are so many things that have healed, that have transformed, things I used to struggle with that I don't anymore. And then there are just some things that just seem to linger, but my relationship with them has changed. I've learned how to deal with them in a different way. I've learned how to navigate it in a different way. I've learned how to relate to it in a different way. So I want you all to breathe a sigh of relief and go, Even though I have this fear of rejection, even though I have low self-worth, even though I have this anxiety, fill in the blank, whatever your even though is, I completely love and accept myself. That's it, you guys. Now, I'm not saying that we can't continue to evolve and we can't continue to transform, but when we have something that we don't like, that we criticize, that we want to change. And the way we relate to it is with judgment and then shame and then guilt. It's just going to amplify it because all those parts, your anxious part, the part of you that's scared of rejection, uh, the part of you that's insecure, whatever it is, all those parts are seeking to be loved. They have a need, which is to be seen and to be loved. So the coaching that I gave Sylvie was when she noticed she feels bolted to the ground. When that feeling is really up, do not push through it. I hate that coaching that I hear out there when people feel stuck and coaches say, just push through, just do it. You know, think of your bigger why, like face the fear and do it anyway. And I have said in the past many times, courage is not the absence of fear, but moving forward anyway. And often it is appropriate to move forward in the face of fear. For example, If a need is not being met in your relationship or work or something like that, or you need to set a boundary and you're scared to do it, then it's necessary to push through that fear, to move forward, even in the face of fear. But when it comes to these parts of ourselves that have just been with us for a long time and that we just judge and shame, pushing through the freeze pattern can re-traumatize us and just reinforces the wound. So in Sylvie's example, when she feels bolted down from posting or inviting in a client, her pushing through that is basically pushing herself through a trauma response. So that bolted down is a freeze response. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. That's when the amygdala is firing and we're in survival brain. And when we're in survival brain, We don't have the critical thinking, the creative thinking, the access to love, all the things that regulate our nervous system and that help us move forward in a more aligned way. All of that is out the window because we're just in survive, survive, survive. So instead of pushing through, what I wanted her to do is in that freeze response, bring love to it. Because why trauma gets activated is it's too much, too fast, too soon. And There's a stimulating event, and in that event, we aren't held in love, in compassion, in safety. 
And because there's an absence of love and compassion and safety, we go into survival brain and we freeze, fight, flee, or fawn. And just in case you're wondering, fawn means sometimes a coping strategy is we just do whatever we need to do to appease and feel like we can get out of this situation. So for example, let's say that there, you got yelled at a lot of a, as a kid and you noticed if you just said, okay, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and just please, 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 that's fawning. It's just doing whatever you need to do to try to end the situation or get through the situation. So back to what happens. Survival brain gets activated and what we need in that moment is not judgment, not pushing through because that just re-traumatizes us, but to go, oh, I'm in survival brain. Okay. I love and accept this part of myself that is so scared. That's so scared of rejection. And you put a hand on your heart and you take some nice deep breaths and maybe listen to the podcast. I did a couple episodes where I taught Lara how to regulate her nervous system through body practice. That was episode 297. So you really just move into that place of, all right, this is what's activated right now. I see it. I love and accept this part of myself. And then once you regulate, then you can take a step forward. Then Sylvie can think about and focus on and feel into sharing her gifts and nurturing people. But she's got to nurture her own heart first by regulating the nervous system and moving into acceptance. Another tip that I gave Sylvie that I want to give all of you is when you notice that you're in worry and you're in freeze or any of the trauma responses, let yourself think about the worst case scenario, play it out, go all the way to the worst case scenario and kind of go, all right, well, what would I do? When the mind is so in those what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, if we don't answer it, it's like a dog with a bone and it'll just keep going like, what if this, what if this, what if this? But if you answer it, like, okay, what if the client says no? All right. It may sting a little bit. I may feel some shame. I may cry. And I know how to deal with that. It's not so bad. I can handle that. So let yourself play out those worst case scenarios. That's the first takeaway for you. Second takeaway is when you notice you're in a trauma response pattern, acknowledge it, bring unconditional love, or whenever you're in one of those bolted down or the fear is up or the anxiety is up or any of those non-desirable feelings, even though I have this anxiety, even though I'm frozen right now, I completely love and accept myself. Accept it. Stop trying to change these things about yourself. Give yourself the freedom of the human experience and relate to it differently. Number three, I want you to take a inventory of who you're following, the personal growth information that you're consuming, and really ask yourself, does this make me feel shamed in any way? Do I feel like I'm not doing this right? And if it does make you feel like you're not doing it right, or you've got so far to go, or there's something wrong with you because you're not you know, living in constant self-love and using the law of attraction all the time and all of that, <laughs> if you feel in any way less than or in any way subtly shamed, I encourage you, stop following that. You, you really want to surround yourself with people and resources that make you feel accepted, call you forward, right? Like 
I have an intention to always call my callers forward, hopefully call you forward as well as you're listening, but at the same time, really create the space of unconditional love and acceptance for the human experience. We're all on different paths. We all evolve in different ways and at different rates. And and there are some things that we just sometimes are part of our human experience. So with anything you're watching or listening to, yes, you want to feel challenged. Yes, you want to feel like you're learning. Yes, you want to feel like, ooh, wow, okay, I do that. That's something that maybe it would be really good for me to shift. But if you at all feel like you're not doing it right or you're not doing enough or something's wrong with you, mm, I would encourage you to maybe take an inventory of those things. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.